Welcome back, everyone. It's Debtor's Advocate, Nick and Harmon Breakdown Debt. Thank you for joining us. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming in today. We're talking consumer proposals, what I like to call the deluxe burger and fries of the insolvency world. <laughs> and we're going to be explaining why that is. So to begin off, uh, just to kind of give you a background, we want to tell you what a consumer proposal is. For the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act, a consumer proposal is essentially it's a composition, an extension of time, or a scheme or arrangement by which a person unable to discharge his or her financial obligation in the ordinary course may make an offer to creditors to settle these obligations. But essentially, in other terms, in simple words, it's really a settlement offer that you're making with your creditors to settle your debts. Today, we're going to be talking about some pros and cons here, and how it works, what's what it entails, and we're going to be telling you about the timelines on how it functions and what processes are involved. Yeah, consumer proposals have become quite popular lately. It's one of the things that's since 2009, uh, more and more people are choosing to file a consumer proposal versus filing for an outright bankruptcy. As far as timelines, you would come in, you would talk to a licensed insolvency trustee about your options. They would take a look at what is a bankruptcy really going to realize for the creditors. So if you remember in our last two episodes, we talked a lot about assets and income and those two pieces of the puzzle making up what your bankruptcy return would be for the creditors. In a consumer proposal, the whole point is to offer them that much plus just a bit more to sweeten the deal. Or like I say, you could have a burger or you could have a burger with fries. And a consumer proposal is that deluxe burger with fries. We have to give them more than what they would possibly get in a bankruptcy. So when we file this consumer proposal, the licensed insolvency trustee does make that analysis to say to your creditors, hey guys, it's a better deal for you. This is what the clients are offering. And then from there, the creditors have 45 days to kind of think about whether they want to accept this proposal or not. As Nick clarified here, so consumer proposal is binding on all creditors that are participating in the proposal. So we gotta keep in mind that there are a number of advantages in regards to the proposal, but mainly you're considering a lot of the times if you're somebody that may be afraid of the stigma attached to a bankruptcy, sometimes that's a concern that is brought up to us often, then we can always consider if proposal is an option, you got equity in certain assets. Often you hear of things as we mentioned in the bankruptcy sessions in the past as well, that if somebody is going to lose their assets, but necessarily if you got equity in certain assets, you are able to retain those in consumer proposal options because we are able to factor the amount that your creditors would have received in a bankruptcy into your settlement offer. So as Nick mentioned, we're trying to, to offer the creditors more money than a bankruptcy. So they have an incentive to agree to the settlement. It is generally over a longer period of time. So on a monthly basis, it is generally a lower monthly payment. So it's more feasible for you on a budget basis. So it can almost be, a, you know, it's a win-win scenario for your creditors and you as the debtor where you're able to negotiate this settlement with them. A lot of people will call me and say that they're looking for some type of consolidation loan because ultimately when you get into debt, you don't just get into debt with one credit card. You get into debt with multiple credit cards or lines of credit. And what they're really looking for is they're looking for a way to roll all those payments in one and maybe get a break on the interest. So a consumer proposal is a really great alternative to something like a consolidation loan. It's one payment that you're gonna make on a regular basis. The interest rate is 0%. There is no interest on a settlement because ultimately you're just paying back a 
X amount of dollars over a period of time. Now with consumer proposals, the maximum amount of period of time is 60 months. It can't go any longer than that. So you have a five year period of time in which to pay that proposal back. Many creditors like to see regular monthly payments into the proposal estate. So you can't just say, all right, I'm gonna pay back 30% of my debt at year five and I wanna break all the way up until year five. No, they're gonna expect payments throughout the entire period of that time. Um, but a lot of the times uh, you can accelerate those payments in a consumer proposal as well. So maybe we do plan it out for 60 months, but work gets better, you might get some bonuses, maybe there's a second job, something along those lines, you can start making extra payments to the consumer proposal and pay it off faster. Ultimately, that acceleration of payments or getting it paid off faster will allow you to rebuild and repair your credit even faster, which I'll get into in a little bit on how your credit rating works. Perfect, so yeah, so we will be talking about uh, how it affects your credit as well, uh, but in consideration to the consumer proposal, mainly the eligibility is as long as your total debt load is less than $250,000, not including your primary residential mortgage. That is essentially what is considered. And if you fall in that definition, you are eligible to generally file a consumer proposal. But the other consideration that we would be taking into account when you reach out to us is if you have a stable income, are you making standard income on a monthly basis? Are you able to commit to a payment plan that you'll be able to pay for a longer period of time? So it's not like a bankruptcy where your payments fluctuate with your surplus income payments as we described in the previous sessions. It is a fixed payment plan that you're going to commit to. So if something occurs, it can certainly change the outcome of your proposal. And we wanna make sure when we're setting this up that you're going to be successful. So that's why it is important to be directly talking to a licensed on trustee firm when you're dealing with these scenarios because they are the licensed individuals who are able to give you all of your options and break this down for you so you can understand what is the best option for you. Right, because there's a lot of advertisements out there, eh, Harmon, we've all seen them where they're like, we can reduce your debt by up to 70%. That may not be your particular situation. Each consumer proposal is unique to your situation. So depending on, like I say, those two pieces of the puzzle, depending on your realizable assets and depending on your family income, it's possible that you might have to pay back 60% of the debt that you owe in a consumer proposal, 70. We've even done consumer proposals for 100% payback because we know in that bankruptcy scenario, those creditors would receive 100% of their payment back. So always keep that in mind that that will reduce your debt by 70% is not every case. Um, if we were to say typically it might look like this, but again, it's entirely up to the creditors. We can put forth a proposal for you and say, all right guys, here we go, but it's up to the creditors to decide whether they're going to accept it or not. Exactly, so every case is different. No two files are the same as, you know, because no two people are living the same life. In a consumer proposal, you're looking at scenarios where, as Nick mentioned, we could likely, we've done files where we may be able to reduce your debt even by 80%, no doubt, but it's not how a proposal works. It is a misconception. Generally, we hear that, can I offer my creditors 10%? Can I offer them 20%? It's not based on what you're looking to offer they're mainly looking at their options as well. So keep in mind your creditors 
also have options and one of those options is a bankruptcy so that's how they consider these options they look at what what they have received if somebody had filed for bankruptcy so we got to take that into consideration and now proceeding on with the timelines in a consumer proposal the other common scenario that comes up in consumer proposals is a lot of the times people want to know if they need to know the exactly down to the dollar or down to the cent figures in order to do a proposal so we do not need to know the exact amount at the onset because what happens is as long as you're aware of all your major creditors and you're able to make a list that is generally sufficient because your creditors do have to submit a proof of claim with the trustee to prove what the amount is owed so generally speaking if you believe there's a creditor that you owe money to it is a good idea to make sure they are included so you're protected and the creditors are entitled to receive their dividends so they can also participate in the proposal unless you're intentionally leaving a creditor out you want to do your best to make a list of all of your creditors that you money to so they can participate in the proposal which they're allowed to do as you're trying to make a compromise a settlement with all of your outstanding creditors not picking and choosing certain creditors or making a essentially an informal arrangement where you may be thinking about can I pay one bank outside of my proposal or can I pay two of them and keep the other ones in the proposal so in a proposal scenario we do have to include all creditors we cannot pick and choose our favorites so you cannot go into the plan thinking that you're going to keep your favorite credit card and include everybody else in the proposal because that would be an unfair situation for the creditors so we want to make sure that everybody is treated fairly i say we have to love all of our children equally the creditors also have to get treated equally unfortunately we can't keep one of them out but you do have the ability to re-establish your credit um, in a consumer proposal so i guess i'll jump into credit reporting and then uh explain to you because a lot of people are like i can't live without a credit card today's society i gotta buy my stuff off amazon like maybe it's just me, Harmon. I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. I love Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I think Jeff Bezos' net worth explains that we all buy a lot of stuff off Amazon. It's true. Isn't he like now the richest person in the entire world or something yep. like that? Yep. Totally. <laughs> so Amazon, we need it. Renting a car, renting a hotel room, all those things. So when you're filing for a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy, what happens is, let me explain credit reports just a little bit here. You have TransUnion and you have Equifax. Those are the two credit reporting agencies here in Canada. They are like, I kind of call it like a hive where all the information about your credit related history goes there, how you borrow things. And it's not you that's reporting it. It's not us that's reporting it. It's your creditors that are reporting that information onto your credit report. So the minute that you file for an insolvency, your creditors are going to take your credit rating on that particular item from possibly a one, which means that you'll be making all your payments on time as agreed, down to a nine. Nine means that you filed for an insolvency, a bankruptcy, bad debt, gone to collections. So one through nine. Later on in episodes, I'll talk about all the middle options in there, but that's what's gonna happen. Um, while you're in a consumer proposal and you're paying off that proposal, your creditors are probably gonna be ranking you as a nine. And then once the proposal is done, they're going to increase that rating to a seven, which means you paid these debts through a consolidation order or plan, and they'll keep that seven there on your credit rating for an additional three years. So your proposal stays on for the length of the proposal plus an additional three years. So if you take the whole five years to pay it off, you're looking at eight. If you accelerate it, get your proposal done in two years plus three, you're looking at five, is essentially how long it's on your credit rating. So people are like, well, I guess I can't have credit now for eight years. Not true. 
you can actually start applying for credit again after your proposal has been accepted by the court. There is nothing that stops you from applying from credit. So I find a lot of my clients will tend to get another credit card within 90 to 120 days from the filing of their initial consumer proposal. But it all depends on your particular situation, right? So applying for a credit card is fine. They do look at your credit rating, but they're also going to look at like, do you have income? So don't expect if you don't have an income that you're going to qualify for a credit card at that point in time. Or maybe the credit cards you had were based on a previous income. Now you've lost your job. You're likely not going to be able to get those levels of credit again. So credit reestablishment is huge, but it's not going to be super squeaky clean until that three year purgatory, I like to call it, after the consumer proposal is done. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, as understandable, right? So proposal does affect your credit. Uh, as Nicole mentioned, it is flexible. So that's one of the best things about a consumer proposal that you have the option of paying it off at any time. So that's why a lot of individuals, majority of the work a lot of trustees do nowadays is consumer proposal. The bankruptcies are not what generally attends it to be the first option of most individuals. So that's what we're here for. So if you're dealing with debts and you feel like you need assistance with scenarios where you're unable to make your obligations that they're becoming due, reach out to a licensed OMC trustee near you. You can always give us a call. As always, we're at 403-232-6220. So you can always reach out to us and we're more than happy to do a free consultation with you to see if we're able to assist you. And one of the options that we provide, you can always reach out to if you're not located near one of our offices, make sure you deal with a licensed OMC trustee. So reach out to a trustee near you. And in the coming episode, we're going to be talking about the following steps in the proposal. We're going to be talking about what a meeting of creditors is and what it holds, what sort of effects your discharges have and how the consumer proposal is essentially run. So you can understand what the other side of the fence looks like once you have committed and you have filed a proposal and what sort of obstacles you may encounter on this journey. That sounds awesome. Looking forward to that. We'll also talk a little bit more about withdrawing your proposal. We'll talk about annulling your proposal. We'll talk about completion, successful completion of your proposal, all of those things in the next session coming up. Perfect. And once again, I hope you guys found this session informative. And as always, we appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us. It's Debtors Advocate, where Harmon and Nick break down debt. Make sure you just subscribe on Podbean or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we appreciate everybody listening. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe, everybody.